For over 10 years, we've been bringing you killer metal music and frank discussions about heavy metal. Wait, who the hell is Frank? You are tuned into MSR Cast, brought to you by Mainstream Resistance. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek and Sean the Metal Pigeon. Keep it metal. Hello, this is Dauber. And this is Cami. We're from Oceans of Slumber. And you're listening to MSR Cast. Welcome, my friends, to episode number 274 of MSR Cast. I guess your heavy metal podcast will go with that. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with... Sean the Metal Pigeon. How are you, sir? Very good. We are uh, getting close to the end of the year, yep. and uh, we've been commiserating about our misery. Can we, can we say that? Commiserating in our misery <laughs> about our year-end list? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, we were talking just briefly before we started recording about how varied our list is probably this year, and so... There's been so many new bands uh, comparatively to the last couple of years. For me, there's still some tried and true stalwarts on my list for sure. But that's what's making it more difficult for me is all these other bands that I've been getting into are are pushing things around very, making it very difficult. Yeah, I think there's sort of like a like a rubber band effect from. 2020 also still happening where it's like a lot of bands are now releasing their uh-huh. new records and yeah it's made i mean the 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 backloaded nature of this year has made it difficult um to keep up with everything and i honestly have not been able to um i just put up an update on the metal pigeon.com where i basically <laughs> just said you know I, I i can't there's too many albums for me to review and yep. it's the end of the year so here's just some of the stuff i've been listening to here, here's here's the way my brain works. I know you. I think you're the same way. You are very detail oriented. So we create Excel spreadsheets, and during the year, I'm like, oh, I like this. I make a playlist on Spotify so I don't forget it, right. which I sometimes do. And I make a playlist or like a document that I I can go back and look at and and then move things around. And uh, I've been, you know, some of the like our friend that drummer guy josh runquist put out his top 150 albums right it's just insane. fucking fun- yeah crazy amount and phenomenal at the same time yeah uh if you're listening man good on you because i learn about a lot of bands that i didn't know about before through just by going through his list and uh same same with others other things like um the guy who does prog power i saw his list on ultimate metal and some of the other trendy, more mainstream, you know, not mainstream, but more trendy metal sites. I've been looking through their list and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, some of it is very predictable, but some of it's stuff I Ghost never... of the album of the year? <laughs> oh, well, Slipknot or Ghost, that's one of the... Neither of those two. <laughs> but saying that, I do... I like the new Ghost album. I'm not on that Ghost-hating yeah, bandwagon, but... It was good. Top album? No. No. We'll go that. We'll go with that. I am working on my top, really my top thirty. It's probably gonna be closer to top fifty. Those fifty or more, like uh, honorable mention type of deals. But you know what I mean. It's, no, I know. It's, it's hard. Not a surprise to me. One hundred and fifty. No, it's just I know I probably listened to that many albums, or maybe maybe not. I know some of our friends do, like Justin and Christian. Every album comes out they listen to. So. Yeah. I just don't have I just don't have that amount of time. Josh said that he's gonna be taking a break until like late January. It's oh, like yeah. yeah, you deserve. You, 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 you deserve, can take a break till like late March. You deserve McDonald's, a break. You deserve a break <laughs> yeah. today. Yeah, you you deserve a long vacation of 
playing video games and doing nothing Listening else. to silence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Radio silent. Dead. Um, so one of the bands that I discovered recently, um, I want to get into them first, and we're going to get into some topics later, but mm-hmm. um, this is the project that was started during the pandemic. Um, it's called, it's MMXX, but it's, you know, it's pronounced 2020. That's the, the year that everybody will fucking remember. This is on, uh, is released through Candlelight Records, and this is basically a who's who and a what's what of modern doom metal. It's, um, if you're like, what does doom metal sound like today? Pop this album on, every fucking genre is there. There's funeral doom, there's, um, you know, there's sort of regular, you know, like death doom and all these sub genres that that mix around with these two with with the the genre of doom it's all in here um very candlelight-esque very bright sounding it's you know um you know you're getting a candlelight release even from back in the you know the fucking 90s it all all has the same sound and style to it but being but yet being different if that makes sense to you yeah um so this album is fucking phenomenal. Uh, we're gonna play a, a track off the album today. It's called Shadow Haven, um, and it's sung by uh, producer extraordinaire, singer extraordinaire, growler extraordinaire, Dan Swano. This is a, I think this is the epitome of this album. It's it's not it's one of the strongest tracks, but just his vocals doing like this old school. Um, progressive doom, um, not slow funeral doom stuff, but man. So this album, this the project is put together by ex members of the Foreshadowing. We've we've talked about them before. We've played them before, and um, each track has a different vocalist on it. Uh, you're looking at um, uh, it. Also has members from Daylight Dies, who I enjoy quite a bit as well. But uh, you have people from uh, Miko from Swallow the Sun on the first track, Dan Suano, uh, singer from November, uh, the singer from The Foreshadowing, singer from Autumn's End, uh, singer from Daylight Dies is on here. And then Mick Moss is a couple of tracks on here from Antimatter, uh, who, who actually put out a brand new album out this, this year too, which is pretty damn great. So um, I know this is the first time you heard this project what did you think about it i mean yeah no it definitely sounded like like you were saying like a like a doom metal um <laughs> no i don't say paint by numbers but it's like a 101 like yeah. doom metal 101 yeah and that's uh not a slight in any kind of way it's actually a really good thing yeah i mean it's a cool idea for a project too to have like all these different singers on there and stuff i think that's that's an interesting idea it's weird because you know i haven't heard much from candlelight records in a while right. actually so this is kind of a reminder that they're still putting out new stuff. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's fairly room, rooted in the Doom desk gothic tradition. Right. Like, and I mentioned there's some funeral Doom. There's some avant-garde stuff. There's just a lot. This album is just, it's it's one of my favorites of the year. I don't know where it's quite landing yet because it's hard to put, it's a project and not a it, it is sort of a band, but there's so many different vocalists, so right. it's a little bit difficult to, to figure out where that sort of lies, Yeah, what kind of rules there are, but, you know, what I'm making up my own rules, so it doesn't 
really matter. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of like the doom, the doom version of Avantasia, <laughs> almost. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great description of them. All right, so let's check it out. This is uh, the track is uh, Shadowhaven from the album. It's called Sacred Cargo. This is 2020 MMXX. Be right back.
welcome back. That was uh, MMXX, 2020. aka 2020. Yep. There's a K-pop group called NMix, and every time I look at that, oh, name, really? I think NMix. No. <laughs> that um, I would have not have known. The uh, sh- uh, song was uh, Shadow Haven with uh, the great Dan Swano on vocals. Yeah, it, uh, I, I I hope he does more stuff like this. Uh, great producer, you know, he produced the Hasserot EP that came out earlier this year, a bunch yep. of different stuff this year, but man, just hearing his voice doing this style of music. I mean, he's on the new Star One album this year as well, but man, doing like this Nightingale style like that, oh, it's phenomenal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because Night- in Nightingale, was, he was like doing a little more poppier stuff, yeah. I would say. But yeah, it was weird to hear his voice a little maybe d- more deeper in this on that song. Um, but deeper? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. It sounded just a little bit deeper I guess. to me. He still sounds like himself, but um, maybe he adjusted something for the to match. <laughs> I love if you look him up on Wiki. It says Dan the Man Swano. I definitely agree with that. Wow. Um, man, I'm look, just looking at his uh, musical contributions, it's just, it's undeniably just huge and long. Like, Edge of Sanity, how can you, this is very close to some of the Edge of Sanity, the more progressive yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're looking for more of that, check out this 2020 band, MMXX. And it's not, you sound MMX, it sounds like a the BMX MMX or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about, uh, some shows. Have you seen any concerts recently? Uh, no, the last one, I think I talked about in the last show, yeah. uh, what episode was the cult. The cult, was the last right. one I went to go see. Yeah. I think we talked about, uh, the Misfits show, but since then I've seen a couple shows actually, um, yeah. a couple weeks ago, right after Thanksgiving, uh, like on 29th, uh, I went to see Queensryche and Judas motherfucking priest. Yeah. At the 713 Music Hall, music venue, which isn't a bad place, actually. Um, Queensryche's fucking set list. Oh, my God. They're doing shit from Rage for Order. Nice. They're, it was like old school stuff. They played a couple new songs. And they, they had like a good opening time frame, like an hour-ish, a little bit over an hour. But sound was horrible. It was not oh, mixed. Oh, really? It was horribly mixed. Um, drums are huh. overpowered. Uh Todd LaTorre's vocals weren't really high enough in the mix. It was just... Man, that sucks. It sort of sucked, right? Um, but, that, I mean, they did Empire, and they did oh, they did some, they did Operation Mindcrime. They Take Hold of the Flame, Queen of the yeah. Reich. They did some good shit. Nice. So, which made me excited. I'm like, oh, they announced a new tour already. Same day they're playing Houston. It's the same day the Flesh God Apocalypse and Wolfheart show here. Oh. I'm like, huh. Uh, All right. Yeah, yeah. You're the answer for me. Yeah. What about you? Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing them again. I've, I've actually seen them with Todd three times, so. Mm. I yeah, mean, I think that, this yeah. would have be, been my second time seeing was Todd. So I kind of feel like, uh, I saw know. them when they opened, uh, or when they headlined at Scout Bar with Armored Saint. Yeah, that, yeah, I saw them a Two other times, one was the first time I saw them was at the concert pub North, and they do they were doing like a basic and old school metal set, and that was a, that was a fun time. Wow! But um, oh, and the drummer, I, I was like, who's Casey the drummer? Grillo, yeah, it, it's the guy from Camelot. Yeah, Mister. Yeah, and then they have Mike Stone back in the band, who you know I was always kind of ambivalent on his. He was okay. He was I don't know their their replacement that that guitarist spot. They've always had problems with ever since Chris DeGarmo left the band. The younger guy. 
Uh, well, uh, no, that was Parker Lundgren. He okay, left, he right. was there for a long time. I thought he was okay, but for whatever, I guess he just didn't want to tour anymore, or whatever the case was. But you know, now they have Mike Stone back, who was with them in the early in like the 2005 to 2010 era. Okay, just I don't know. It's just a cycle with that band with members yep. leaving and stuff. And who knows what Scott Rockenfield's problem is? I know. have no idea. No he, one really knows what the story is on that. No, either. he just didn't rejoin the band for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Just, all right. But uh, I got to tell you, man, Judas Priest fucking rocked it, man. Yeah, good. Dude is 71 years old. Yeah. It was their 50-year anniversary tour. Um, I got this really cool um, uh, Glenn Tipton shirt and the proceeds go to uh, research for uh, Parkinson's. I was like, all right, that's, that's very cool. Had his, It was like the 50, Judas Priest, 50 years of heavy metal on the front, but it, had, it was just his photo on it, like a image of him of tipton but that's really cool that's cool yeah he didn't play that night unfortunately it was the last night of the tour and uh man i was super emotional they played fucking beyond the realms of death nice man it's just everything about that show was i mean there was a few moments where you could tell halford was struggling a little bit but he sat down a few times but dude 71 but he can he can still belt it out that's for damn sure um just their set list was fucking all over the place. Uh, there's some songs they didn't, they did not play. I was expecting they didn't play Painkiller. They played Between the Hammer and the Anvil off that album instead. Um, let's see what what other song they didn't play. Metal God. So I'm like, oh, where's Metal God? They didn't play that. Hmm. But they played a lot of uh, rarer tracks. Um, That's good though, which was cool. Yeah, it, you know, you, you, your band's around for 50 years. You how how many albums yeah. do you have? And you want to really focus and and make this a tribute to the band's career. Right, yeah. You have to, it, at some point, you have to go away from the most obvious tracks. Like when they played, uh, I think it was "You've Got Another Thing Coming." And, and during the third track of the uh, the third song of the the show, you're like, "All right, something's definitely different about oh, this yeah. set list." You know what I mean? Yeah, you figured that'd be an encore. Yeah, but, yeah. and the encore was good too. You know, Hell Bent for Leather came out in the in nice. on the bike and full leather daddy get up and <laughs> yeah. they did um i can't remember they did um heading out to the highway like i said i, I can't remember the other it was a couple of more the popular tracks at the yeah. end of course but during the encore but they didn't they didn't do that encore bullshit i mean it was like soon as they were, they were done like halford was back on the bike and they were like getting back into it right yeah it was really cool nice uh great fucking show it was crowded I, that Jews priest sounded great their sound guy was fucking killer. Yeah. Um, and then this past week on Thursday, I went with my wife and then Dave and his wife and our friend Jeff to go to Ocean of Slumber and Sewin at Scout Bar. So this was the Ocean of Slumber is doing this tour where uh, it's more stripped down. Dauber's playing piano only. Um, and it's really to focus on uh, Cammy's voice. So it's Dauber on on on, on piano like a keyboard, Cammy uh, singing, and then Samir is playing bass. But in this in the Houston show, since it was a hometown show, they had uh, another guy Jesse playing guitar. It was like very minimal. He hmm. was like going along, you know. It wasn't like heavy. It wasn't right. heavy at all. It was like very stripped down. But it was super cool. Um, they did like a Bjork cover and they did, it was just, it was just a really good show. Um, 
Uh, and then Soen, man. Those guys are fucking phenomenal live. They are tight. They had their own lighting guy, their own sound guy. They had they sounded phenomenal. Yeah, I've heard good things about that tour. Um, and they were so good live. Um, I mean, I didn't realize that members were from all over the place. There members from, like, there's a guy from Canada, from Sweden, from, well, you know, Martin Lopez. So, oh, right, yeah. There was so many Opeth t-shirts in that crowd. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when they first came out, I mean, they were like, oh, they're like, the, they're, they're like Tool, which... I can see elements of that, but yeah. it's de- it's way different than that to me. Yeah, there's there's parts of it like oh that's very Tool sounding, but I'm not a huge fan of Tool. But man, the singers I have a I'm trying I got to look at their their names now. I think it's just sometimes that rhythm section get can do things that are very Tool. Yes, yes. But apart from that, there's not really that much similarity. I mean, the you know vocals don't sound. Like tools, vocals. Yeah, his vocalist name is Joel Ekeloff. Yeah, and he's he's a he's a talented fucking vocalist. I heard in Austin that that tour merged with they they kind of yeah. collided with another tour. With they the collided, uh, they it Seller was Darling and Seller Darling and Catatonia. Catatonia and, yeah. That's a cool show. Uh, somebody else too. I can't remember. Yeah, that was on the sixth, I believe, of December. Yep. There's a uh, if you go follow Oceans of Slumber on their Facebook page, they sh- they shared. Their performance, their, the full performance from oh, that wow. night. That's cool. It's really it, if you ha, if you're interested to see what it sounds like. Yeah, I'll check, check it out. out. It's yeah. really really cool. I really do like their 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 album they put out this year, Oceans of Slumber. Me too. It's actually the Starlight and Ash. Yeah, it's actually my favorite album of theirs. I would say. Yeah, it was very. Uh, yeah, I agree. I really I really like that album. And a lot of looking at people's lists so far, and they're like, oh, this is, you know, it's not it's not heavy. As far as like having heavy guitars and blah blah blah, but it's one of the most one of the most heavy emotional albums of this past year. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite songs of this past year is on that um, on that album, the Shipbuilder song. Oh yeah, um, yeah. There's just so much good stuff, and you know it was a it was a chance for them. Uh, it was a it was a it could have not worked out the way it did, but because yeah. you know Dauber's a. Upper was making jokes. He's like, "Yeah, I'm going to be playing piano only, no more drums," <laughs> um, which just sucks because, like, you know, he, he was joking, of course. But uh, like a couple of days previously, they announced Malignant Alter is no longer, which is another local band he was right. in. So, but Necrofire is still going and uh, other stuff. So, I mean, Dauber's always been the man of many talents. Always, you know, want to show off his abilities, and I think. Oceans of Slumber now is really turning into that showcase. His piano, his yeah. his songwriting, Cammy's voice. That you need to show that off. Yeah, I mean, I know we're going to talk about it in the recap episode for yep. 2020, but I mean uh, for 2022. But I think that they stumbled on a sound that they need to spend some time with yep. exploring because I think I, I I mean I felt on the last album before this that they should be drifting more in that direction. So the fact that they delivered on this album, they delivered so well. And they and Dobber yeah. even called it on stage. He's like, "This is our Southern gospel style album." Yeah, and it's true. It's, but I, 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 my my hope is it's not the only one. No, I I, I highly doubt that. Yeah. Um, but so and yeah, going back to them, they were they were fucking phenomenal. Uh, Dave, our, our our friend from the show and my co-host on Metal Geeks. He was just smile on his face the whole time. Nice. <laughs> it was a really cool show. Um, there, I was so amazed by how how talented they were live. I know he's wanted to see them for ages. Yeah, yeah. 
and then uh, last night I went to a show. I went to a local show. It was the Lemmy Christmas Tribute Show, right? Yeah. At this club I'd never been to. My first time at this club, it's the Black Magic uh, Social Club. Uh, down navigation, pretty far. So you remember satellite bar is? Yeah, it's right near there. But there was actually parking. Um, cool little bar. Uh, the the deal of the night is a tribute to Lemmy. They had uh, Lemmy's all night, so which is like Jack and Coke. Right. Five bucks for a Jack and Coke. They ran out of fucking Jack, dude. Oh no! And they bought <laughs> extra. They're like I got like two of them, and they're like, and they went back for another. And I'm like, yeah, we're sold out. A dude. bunch I'm of like, drunkies fuck. driving home at night. It wasn't that well. By the time we left, maybe not. So the show was supposed to start at 8. It actually started at 9. So the opening first band was a local band, uh, this band called uh, Savior Skin, Industrial Metal. They're pretty good. Um, they have a new album coming out early or beginning of uh, 2023. So I'll probably have to play them and maybe have them on the show. A guy named Somnus is the guy who runs that band. And everybody's deal was they were doing – everybody was doing a, um, an, a, a some kind of – let me cover that night. Yeah. So they did, uh, I can't remember the song they did. They did, um, I don't remember. They did a, I, I can't forget. I f- totally forget what song they did. But next up was our friends in Hasserot, um, which is, you know, former co-host of this show, Josh's band, Cryptos, um, and then Maurice and Ben Yaker and, um, and Brandon from Doomstress. And holy crap, dude, they are so fucking good live. Yeah. I, and then their cover um, of uh, a Lemmy song. Oh fuck! What was it? Why am I blanking now? Oh, they did um, uh, an old school song. Oh my god, uh, Overkill. Man, ripped into it. Man, it was great. Um, the I want to say the only big problem I had about the show is the this time between bands was a little bit too long. Yeah. Um, next up was Doomstress fucking great um they did uh a cover of the probot shake your blood song which I oh was, right yeah yeah i was like yeah. that's really cool that's cool yeah. um and then next up was uh, uh blues funeral they didn't take the stage till like almost midnight or yeah. at midnight and holy crap dude maurice and yanni when they harmonize together and uh it's 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 really, really amazing. Yeah. They sound so good live. Um, that's what took them longer. They were really getting their sound down, but man, it was worth it. And they did a couple covers. Um, uh, Be Demon, you know who Be Demon is? I don't think so. It's a uh, Ben Yaker actually came up and played guitar during their cover, but huh. they also did Deep Deep Purple, Perfect Strangers, which was amazing. And their Motorhead cover was hellraiser oh nice oh man it was crazy good wow that's a good song um yeah yeah, and they i have video i'll have to show it to you on my phone um uh, actually i I think i posted it to my page maybe we'll post it to the metal geek society page yeah you should it's good and uh then after they took a little bit of a break and then they all sort of they switched around a little bit and they did a a sanctus bellum set so which they haven't played in like 2018 or something like that so um pretty crazy it's a good run of shows yeah everybody was doing some people were doing double duty that night like maurice played in right. three bands that yeah. night <laughs> surprises like yeah. riffing hand didn't fall off right it was a killer show nice. um yeah it was a, and I, I really liked that club too so really cool uh what do we have next 
um oh legendarium yes and, um yeah this weird band i found uh it's like a two-member band that it does like a mishmash of like melodic death thrashy melodic thrashy melodic death metal with power metal influences and black metal and black metal and they're just all over the place and <laughs> and it's an album that i i look i'm going to recommend it but i i will preface this by saying the guys queen vocals are not exactly something that i think would be appealing to most people they're very nasally i i, I have problems with them sometimes i i met, i think i when i heard it i was like oh this is very early 80s like new wave yeah sounding and then Apparently, there's a hidden Misfits track at the end. There's a middle, yeah, there's a Misfits cover at the end. Yeah. But, I mean, the the song I picked um, is uh, The Demonic. It's one of the more thrashy numbers. It, 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 it's, there, it was it's black, the, very black and thrash. They're a cool band. They have something going on there. The seeds of something that I think could be great. But there's just a really interesting album. It just came out like a week ago or a couple of days ago okay. or something. So, Yeah, I hadn't heard it yet. So. Yeah. Um, this, so, this is the band called Legendarium. This is from... The album called Death's Hand and Yours. Yeah. And this is The Demonic. Yep.
your spoken voices Their choices stolen without violence Stopped by unrelenting forces Who never saw their worth Who never saw their souls as they were So 
And we're back. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us again. We uh, just listened to um, one of my favorite progressive bands from uh, from the UK. That is Threshold. New album just came out called Dividing Lines. And the track that we heard is a, is a song called Silenced. And I cannot be silent about this song anymore. This is one of my favorite tracks of the year oh. from any band. Uh, there's just something about this track that's ha- they always do something like this to me, and they're like, it's so beautifully haunting, hauntingly. Well, let me say that hauntingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Repeat it was reverse that. Um, it stuck in my mind. I, I was in my dream last night. Damn. I was like, the, the harmony was in my mind. I'm like, oh my god, I need to. At that point, you're like, okay, I need to step away for a moment. Yeah. But um, not my favorite Threshold album, but this song in particular. It's it's so good, yeah. um, and it reminds me of something that I can't quite put my fingers on. Um, but this is um, the singer they have back in the band. Uh, his name is Glenn Morgan. He was in the band in the early '90s, like on their second album, um, and then they did like uh, sort of like a live thing. He was on a ba- an album called Psycho Delicatessen. Because the first album was Damien Wilson, yeah, and then there was this guy, um, and then they had um, oh, what was his name? Uh, Damien Wilson came back, and they had this guy Mac, um, who unfortunately has passed away. But um, I, I'm looking at past members, yeah, uh, Damien Wilson, um, Andrew McDermott, Mac McDermott, yeah, that's what his name was. Um, he was in vocalist from '98 to 2007, and he passed away. But he was one of my favorite vocalists in this in this project. But this Glenn, man, this is their third album, second album since no, yeah, second album was him back in the band. So it's been five years since the last album, which is way too long in my opinion. Yeah, but if you like really progressive like metal, it's not. It's not overly wankery like Dream Theater can get, but there's a lot of keys and a lot of harmonies and a lot of, um, my wife sort of calls it cheesy. Yeah. It can be at times. I've always viewed Threshold as sort of like UK's answer to Fate's Warning, sort of, you know? Yes. Like, I mean, not exactly a direct comparison, but but very, uh, very much in that same progressive metal ballpark. I can see that for sure. Um, there's nothing wrong with that either. No, but yeah, I I really like Threshold. Um, if you know anything about me, you probably will know that. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be surprised where this album is gonna wind up in my my list this year because it's there, but it, I don't know how high up it is. Besides this one track, for sure. But yeah, we'll we'll move from there. Um, cool. So we also heard Legendarium. The demonic, um, yeah. I'm gonna have to listen to that complete album. It, it sounds very interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I like mixtures of genres like that. It, it there's so many cool musical ideas. The vocals kind of ruin it in some spots, but I, I wouldn't even say ruin it. That's a bit harsh. But I, I just think that they have potential to be doing something really creative and great. And it's just they're a new band. They put out an EP earlier this year. This yeah. is the album, and then just you know they they're finding their footing right now. I think so. Yeah, very cool. So um, 
I want to talk about a show that that happened recently, a band that sort of um, is playing that we haven't seen live, but I've seen video clips of this particular band, and that's uh, Pan Fucking Terror. Yeah, they're very interesting. Have you you've watched? You've I've watched, watched the video? clips. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen them too, and. Uh, you know, no matter what you think about it, uh, it I don't think it's a cash grab. Um, it's they're they're playing. I mean, it's two original members of the band, really, not really, but yeah. I mean, I, well, okay. Let me let me repeat. Let me fix that. Original because, members in the case that it matters. No one gives a fuck about Pantera before Cowboys of Hell. Or <laughs> okay. Cowboys from Hell. I mean, that's just a fact. And and the reality no, I is do. that, that uh, Power Metal is one of, is a great album. Well, I mean, no, fair. I'm I'm just saying, like, look. <laughs> No one, I, I, two things can be true. It is a cash grab, and it's also a tribute. Okay. I mean, you know, they're making, but it's a good cash grab. They're going to make a lot of money off this. Yeah, they are. Fair play to them. But at the same time, people who grew up experienced Pantera and never got to see them live now get to experience these songs live. And that's what I think this tour is going to be kind of celebrating are these songs. Yeah, and, and it's been kind of left on the sideline for all these years. And it's you know? still Phil singing them, who sounds great now. He definitely sounds great. I mean, that's <laughs> the biggest surprise of everything. You know, I knew that Zach would be great. I knew that Charlie would be great. Rex was going to be. There was, Rex. A, there was a video I saw of an interview with, um, uh, not with an, um, with Vinny recently about. Oh, they asked him what do you think about doing a Pantera. It's like there shouldn't be a, a reunion. He's like, I don't want Zach Wilde to come out there and play guitar. Like well, that's what happened, and I I will give Zach credit. I, he he toned it down. Yeah, he didn't do his typical Zach wankery. Um, you know he he played the songs was you know it, it was pretty a good, faithful renditions. I would yeah, say. and Charlie Benante was great. Yeah, uh, if there was anybody that could do that, fill in that drum throne, it it should have been him. Yeah, uh, you know you know my feelings about Charlie. He's one of my favorite drummers. Yeah. Um, he did a great job. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to see this live because it's, it's too big already. You know what I mean? Well, they're opening for Metallica next year. Those yep. shows are going to be expensive. Opening for Metallica in Arlington, in Arlington hometown, right, the hometown yeah. of Pantera. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be crazy. But I guess the, the thinking is that maybe this thing would extend into 2024 and that there would be a Houston show at some point. Like they, they would do their own headlining tour or something. Would you go see it live? Yeah, I, would, okay. I think I would. Go. I would too. Yeah. Who, what kind of? Okay, if Pantera is doing a headlining tour, who do they bring with them? And don't say Black Label Society or Anthrax. <laughs> uh, it's too easy. I could, I could see. Like, well, no. Like a hate breed or yeah, I could see something like that happen. Just don't do a Five Finger or something like that. Well, I think they already are playing with them, right? With those Metallica shows, or oh no, maybe that's maybe that's wrong. I'm thinking of something else. I could see. I could. No, see, they are playing with Five Finger Death Punch with the Metallica um, shows. Well, there's they're doing two nights. Yeah, yeah. So one night is one band opening oh, okay. bands, and the next night is the o- yeah. other set of opening bands. And one night is Five Finger. What, yeah. what is, let's stop talking about them. Yeah. They, they. It's like the if you say their names too many times, they'll show up in the mirror. Yeah, I would say Hate Breed, Lamb of God, stuff like that. Would Megadeth even? I could see. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. Uh, throw a Death Angel or Exodus on there. Some kind of maybe some kind of black metal like Satyricon, Maybe that Ooh. would be cool. Phil would be into that because shit. Phil, would, you know, he's friends with. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I there's a lot of possibilities there. Yeah. 
But I do think they should do their own headlining tour. They should uh, bring Morbid Angel to open for them now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't hate it. That's all I, all I can say. Um, it's not something I, I'm going to obsess over or anything no. like that, but cause I, I rarely find myself currently listening to Pantera. If a song comes out, I'm like, Oh yeah, it's a good song. I like that song. Well, it's just, you but, know, again, like we're in Texas here. I mean, we grew up with, you grow up in Texas as a metal fan. You're, you're exposed to Pantera and, and yeah, I grew up and I was a fan of it and you know, it's a part of like Texas metal hood, yeah. <laughs> metal dumb. I mean, it's part oh, of yeah. your heritage now. For here, me, so. for sure. So yeah, it's just like I don't know. I, I always wanted them to. I always thought it was a good idea for them to do shows. So I'm glad it's happening. Um, let's talk about Metallica. As we mentioned it. Yep. There's a new track that came out. What's the name of the song? Lux Eterna. Okay. Yeah. Very D and D sounding or something. Yeah, I mean, you know. Okay, so it's a short, like three and a half minutes long. Yeah. You know. Uh, kind of. It's a good song. It's okay. It it, you know, it it's it's not bad. It's genuinely not bad. See it, here. It, I I haven't really been following them too much, you know. I know they they'll have like a good song here and there in the last couple albums or whatever, and that's what I'm afraid of. I'm like, is this the good song? And then the rest of the album is going to be utter shit. They better hope that this is not the best song in the album yes. because it's it's not that it's a bad song, but it you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of it sounds like Fuel from Reload. Mm. That's the, the the riff and the progression there. It sounds almost exactly like Fuel, and I'm like, okay, I mean that's so that's fine. It's a better song than Fuel, but um. I, I would think that they'd want it to be a little more creative, but I thought it was interesting that they went back to a more rock and rolly sound yeah, as opposed very, to, from the last album four years ago was very metal, like very much. This like, is it, it sounds like a tribute to Motorhead. Yeah, it, it really reminded me of parts of Load, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh, what the, the hell are you talking about?" It's like, no, go back and listen to it. It's it's okay. like it's interesting how they're going away from the hardwired sound that where they went back to like we want to sound like we're you know in between the black album and injustice for all it's like this one sounds like kind of load era stuff and i'm like that's i kind of like that because i like load mm. but um I, I don't know how you might be on your own in there buddy. i don't know how the rest of the when the album comes out if this in the mirror that if people are gonna be disappointed or not also that album art is the it's most vomit worthy album arches why the have like this fucking what is up with yellow and metal right now it's like french's mustard yellow color oh god is bad and i understand metallica trying to be original doing you know concepts that not, a lot of other bands do that's definitely not a design that other bands would do but have you ever looked at like the, the catalog of metallica t-shirts available to buy and those awesome designs by you know like they used to have pusshead do them now oh, they yeah. have artists that emulate pusshead like hey metallica shirts have they have they ever decided just for a moment to look at those t-shirts and go, hey, you know that cool d design we have on that Metallica t-shirt? Why don't we just use that for the album? What's your favorite album? Oh, mine's 72 Seasons. I'm like, that's fucking stupid. It's a, it's a, Even the album title it's is a, It's a pretty weak title. It's not very... I don't know. It's just... I understand the concept he was going for. I understand his explanation for it. What was his explanation for it? That 72 seasons, it represents like the ages 1 through 18, your your formative years when it make, you know, that's what molds oh, you as a person. God. It's that's like still, it, it's feels still going through his childhood psychosis. That makes it even worse. <laughs> yeah, and we all have to deal with it. Um I guess his childhood was nothing but piss. It's all uh, yellow. I mean, I I think he has an interesting story. I just don't think he has a very the ability to tell it <laughs> yeah, maybe i don't know i guess I, it's not fair to judge the album until right it's out. we haven't heard it yet so yeah i'll judge the album cover and say it's god awful 
And, you know, Lars doing double bass almost the whole song. How will he be able to to do that in a live environment? I don't know. Who's to say they just didn't plug that? <laughs> they didn't just, like, you know, right. cut it, those things individually and then mash them all together. I don't know. He just did one double set of double bass and they just, like... They, I, I think they like easily could have done that. Yeah, some some we'll see fancy production tricks. We'll see him do it live, and then we'll know. Do it live. Yeah, and I mean, but the the guitar solo was great. Yeah, no, it was, and I'll give them credit on this. They didn't open their stupid mouths and talk about, oh, we have an album coming. They they actually purposely kept silent. Yeah, which is hey, that's like a step in the right direction. Which for you is guys. weird because. Like two weeks before the song released, I met Robert Trujillo at that uh, the signing for the the Black right. and Whiskey. That's right. Nobody knew anything about yeah. this, you know. Yeah, I'm like, because when it came out, I'm like, oh, they they were keeping this very secret. I think they learned their lesson the last time when they just kept on talking. They were remember they were playing shows in like South America and they were doing like demos from Hardwired yeah. and people were just like, can you just fucking release the album already instead of like playing shows while you're supposed to be in a recording studio and fucking around and like we don't care about demos give us the album first then we'll then did you the see songs. the article where somebody they were talking about that uh, Lars should be there like if they ever do like a rush thing he should be the the drum and he's like no I can't I, I couldn't I, I'll admit it, I can't do that I mean he's like, well, self-aware he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's right yeah I mean no matter no no slide against Lars he's not the best drummer but you have to be a different level of of drummer to, to take neil's place he's not a technical drummer no Lars. he's a field he's drummer he's sloppy yeah. yeah but sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't for him yeah. that's what it is um and it depends on the production of the album too sometimes yeah all right let's move on we spent way too much time time talking about metallica uh let's talk about induction speaking of this is sort of metallica right um <laughs> What do you, what do you think? Have you heard this band before? Uh, I had heard of them before, but um, I, you know, there's like a couple of days or what, last night was when I listened to the album for the first yep. time. I mean, I really like it. It's, it's quality the, power metal record. Induction here. symphonic power metal. It's uh, it's it's hard and heavy. It's uh, aggressive. It's what she would want Ice to Earth to be now. You know what oh, I mean? I, I wasn't even thinking that comparison. Yeah, uh, but look at the album cover, dude. That's it true. Totally looks like a fucking uh, Ice Earth album cover. Yeah, the album's no, called right. "Born from Fire." Uh, it has the same elements of. I, I really enjoy it. Like this band, the song is "Go to Hell." When I first heard, it, I'm like, "Oh, is this the Megadeth cover?" Uh, totally not. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but uh, these guys are out on Atomic Fire Records, who is it's a newer record label. They got they've been killing it this year. They've put a lot of good shit out, like Power, uh, Power Paladin, the new Amorphous is on that label. This Induction, um, they're the they're the split off from Nuclear. Yeah, yeah. basically, uh, they did that Epica Alchemy project. Yeah. Um, um, the new Halloween uh, is on. Well, I think it's on there. No, they just did uh, something. Um, well, they did the new Meshuga as well. I mean, that's pretty great. Mystic Circle, Power Paladin, uh, Sinner. They did a bunch of the uh, Sonata Arctica stuff, the acoustic stuff, which I'm not getting into that. But, uh, I, yeah, Atomic Fire, I ordered a bunch of stuff from them earlier. I They re-released a lot of the Amorphous on vinyl, and like limited edition colors and stuff like that. And I ordered that from them, and I actually got it. It took a while, but 
Want to hear a funny little story real quick? We'll yeah. go back to induction. I pre-ordered um, the Amorphous re-release of Far From The Sun from Amazon, right? Uh, took forever. Like, finally, they're like, oh, it's shipping. And it got delivered. And it sat. I didn't open it for a couple of days. And I finally opened it. And I'm like, I'm going to pop this in and play it. It was not an Amorphous album. It was a Jim Croce's 50th anniversary album, oh, whatever. Shit. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And so I contacted Amazon. I'm like, look. Uh, this is not the album that I ordered. They're like, what do you want to do? Do you want a refund? I'm like, no, I want the album that I ordered. So they, okay, so they reshipped the album, which is going to be difficult. Um, they gave me a refund, and they let me keep that other Jim Croce album. Like, I, I was like, I'm not driving this back to a store to return it because it was your fuck up. Right. Um, they shipped out the new Amorphous replacement on the 9th. Uh, no, on the sometime. It was supposed to arrive by the 9th. It's now lost in the mail right now. And the saga continues. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, God damn it. What the hell? All right, back to induction. Um, you, have you heard the whole album? Uh, I did listen to the album, yeah. Okay. I enjoyed it. It's really good. Uh, I'm Alive is a really good track. Uh, the The last track, Sacrifice, is really cool. Um, it's, I, I'm, it's a really, really cool album. Uh, I would definitely check it out um, if you like hard, fast, aggressive, symphonic element power metal. Yeah. Pretty damn good. So saying that, let's let you actually hear it. This is the track is called Go to Hell from Induction. We'll be right back.
welcome back. That was Storm Ruler, who have man, released that, that uh, storm ruled, man. They've released one of the best black metal albums of the year, at least for me. I mean, I know there's been a lot of good black metal this year, but there's yeah. something about this album that I find really captivating. The only the only criticism I have of this album is it might be too long by about 20 minutes or something. Only, only 20 minutes. It's some absurd... I, I think I'm exaggerating, but the album is like, it's black metal songs, and then in between each black metal song, there's like a dungeon synth track. Yeah. Now I'm okay with those little interludes. It does get a bit much when you take into account the total listening time. And um, that's the only criticism I'll have. They probably could have shaved off some There's of like that 20 stuff. tracks on the album. Yeah, it's a long album, but it's really good. It's creative songwriting, sounds really inspired, it's juiced up with some good riffs, and the melodies work. And it's, yeah, it's just. I've heard a lot about this band. Uh, I know Justin and, and both Christian have been singing its praises. So. And they're like I, a they're like a two man band from like the middle of the United States or something like, I forgot what state they were from. But when I when I when I was reading about them, I was just like, oh really? Because I was just thinking like they'd be like a Finnish thing or something. Right. But they um, are uh, on Napalm. They're from they, St. Louis. Yeah, St. Louis. But they're on yeah Napalm. Napalm coming with the black metal. That's yeah. not a typical Napalm signing lately. No, so it's not. That's an interesting thing. They're there. branching out. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, the album is called um, "Sacred Rights and Black Magic," was M A G I C K, not like the Black Magic Social Club that I was at last night. Um, these, yeah, I, I've I've heard the album, um, I believe once, and I haven't gone back to it. So I know everybody, it's been high on a lot of people's, um, you know, al- album lists and stuff like that. And, and, and so I need to give it more time. It's just been. There's so much of that. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap. Also, not to be confused with Stormkeep from last year, which was, yep. they, they put out a great record last year. There's a lot of Storm bands going on here. Um, but yeah, everyone needs, people should go check that out. And then before that was Induction. Um, not a Storm band, but they they brought the Storm. Yeah, so like, like I've mentioned before, if you like uh, hard and fast, aggressive, aggressively well manicured power metal with symphonic elements i think these guys might be up your alley they got they got a little early uh 2000s ed guy in them yeah they okay. have a little yeah, bit I of that, that sound in there yeah that's probably my maybe that's why i like it so much yeah just a little bit like there's there are parts of that album that reminded me of hellfire club yes so okay yeah there you go bringing it all back to ed guy yeah because <laughs> tobias isn't yeah <laughs> Um, where does, uh, hmm, I, I don't, I don't want to spoil it. I was about to ask you, where does that Avantasia album sit in your top? But we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. I, I still need to sort through. I actually need to listen to that again. Cause I, I've been putting that on ice ever since I, it first came out. Cause I listened to it to death. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I need to stop this before I, before I start to hate this thing or something. So you burned out on it. Yeah. Yeah. Does that happen to you? Do you listen to something so much? You just get burned out on it and then it. You get burnt down on it, and then you like you go back and listen to it. And I'm like, oh, that's like one of the best things ever. Yeah, I mean, if I'm reviewing something, I'm like listening to it as I'm writing over and over and over again. And it, yeah, I need to take a break for a while. I can feel you. Um, there's something you wanted to mention here at, at this point of the show. Um, oh yeah, 
Because I, mean, I, I don't, I, I think it's a downer that we have to do this all the time. But this one seems like, uh, at least for me, it's it's like, oh, that that sucked to hear about that. It was uh, um, recently Christine McVie from Fleetwood Mac uh, passed away, and you know she was she was, uh, you know, older in age or whatever. And but it's it it was surprising to me that she passed away before any of those other guys who were like really doing a hard the hard living of the seventies more than she was. I think she was always viewed as the more responsible one in that band. And I don't know if you're into Fleetwood Mac or at all. Or Not you... as much as you are. I mean, apparently. I, well, I, cause I, I didn't really ever pay attention to them. And then like recently, a couple years ago, I just started listening to them. I was like, I want to see what the big deal is about this band. And I dove hard into them. I like watched some documentaries about rumors, which is a really interesting album, the backstory behind it. Yeah. And she always, I always kind of like, was like, she was in the band long before Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham joined the band. So she was with them before they were like a big deal, when they were just like a kind of bluesy, jammy band, you know? And so she's kind of been that anchor, that like, that cornerstone of this band for so long. And her death pretty much puts an end to them. They're, they're, they're done. I don't think they're ever going to play another show again. Because when people, when people say Fleetwood Mac, it's like you said, Lindsey Buckingham and... And Stevie Nicks, those Stevie are the Nicks, first two names yeah. that and, and then, come to mind. And then maybe Mick Fleetwood because oh, yeah. he's the namesake. But I mean, yeah, those what about, two. What are, about Mac? Um, I, well, I don't, I don't know where the Mac. Comes from, <laughs> but, but there is a guy named John. I think the bassist name is John McV. McV. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I don't. Know, maybe that's him. But, um, but yeah, it's a bummer. And so when when she passed away, I went back and I was like listening to a lot of Fleetwood Mac this past couple this past week. And I was like, damn, that's a good band. I know it's not it's not metal. It's not even really hard rock or anything. But Lindsey, if you appreciate great guitar, Lindsey Buckingham is really someone worth digging back in the past for, just to hear that guy's playing. And uh, Rumors is maybe a perfect album, just a perfect like rock album of the seventies. I mean, I like the Green Man Alishi, one of their really old tracks. Oh yeah, they played yeah, yeah, and the priest. They cover. played that song. It, oh nice. Live Jesus Priest yeah. played that song. Yeah, yeah. It took me forever to realize that was a Fleetwood Mac cover. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, um, oh, that's right. Buckingham and Nick and Stevie Nicks didn't join until 1975 and became more pop rock. Yeah, and then they, you know, that first album they were on, they it blew up and they became a huge. Was that Rumors? No, what? that was just I think. Uh, I don't know a lot about like their discography, or I know tracks, but yeah, yeah. No, I think the first album was something else. Rumors came after that, that. was 77. It looks like yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, rest in peace. I mean. It always sucks when people you grew up listening to start to die off, and or or and not in this case, someone I discovered like just a few years ago. All right, well, yeah. e- e- <laughs> somebody way, that you sucks. appreciated yeah. is is a, is a, is, a, is a musical talent. Well, the thing the thing that kind of made me pay attention to her was that she wrote a lot of their best songs, and she was kind of just overshadowed but as a songwriter. She really brought like a lot of great songs like to what? that band. So she wrote like Songbird, and um, she even did lead vocals on one of the songs in Rumors that was really great. Um, uh, I'm blanking on the titles right now. Everyone listening to this is screaming at what the titles are, but um, I'm looking at uh, the Rumors. Say that you love me. That that song. Um, that's an iconic song. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm looking at. Songbird is definitely her yeah. ca- calling card, though I think. Yeah, I mean the songs I know, I'm like I was like dreams, and you hear dreams and go your own way, that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, oh, cool. I didn't, I didn't realize that there were so many vocalists in the band for yeah. some reason. I don't know. Yeah, they had this whole era before the Lindsay and Stevie joined with different singers and Peter Green and yeah. all these crazy stories about this one guy who like left the band to join a cult. Like oh. he, he like bailed on a show and they're like, where the hell is this guy? And he just up and joined a cult and never looked back. And yeah, interesting stories with that band. Anyway. All right. Um, I wanted to I wanted to give a shout out real quick to this uh, YouTube channel that I've been watching, uh, Forge Master Metal Reviews. Do you know these guys at all? I yes. Okay. I do know the name. Yeah. And yeah. I, I can't. Uh, what did I watch? I I know I watched the channel. They've been popping up. They started popping up like oh albums of the month type of deal. And yeah. So I started watching some of that stuff, and these guys are really they they really know their metal. They're yeah. very smart. They're very they're very good. Um, so, uh, I've, I sort of reached out to them. Maybe we should do it. We want to try to do like a collab or something. Yeah, that would be good. Um, this is something I've always wanted to do. Like, I wish we could have done, we could do more YouTube stuff like that. We used, we just never, we never have. That's right. just, that's, that's it. I mean, we could. What, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of bad metal YouTube. There's a lot. And it's so easy to get it bad and, and, and to do it to do it wrong. And I've been I've been watching them, and I've been watching the other guy named Questy, this British guy recently. Oh yeah, yeah. Questy's pretty good yeah. too. Um, yeah, but these guys are very. They do lists and they do like uh, if symphonic dust metal, and they'll they'll do like these um, deep dives into bands' discography and like rate them and stuff like that. Which yeah. I think that would be fun for us too, just to do things like that. Um, like they'll they'll take Bloodbath and they'll rank every single album and shit like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just watched they did Amon Mars the other day. I was watching that. I was pretty interesting. Yeah, but yeah, it's good stuff. Um, um, yeah. So check them out. It's uh, Forge Master Metal Reviews. The guys are really they're really uh, they really know their shit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean that's what I can say about that. Do you have any other Do you have any other YouTubers that you've been watching? Uh. I actually went back and watched a lot of Ola England's stuff. Oh, really? Missed. Yeah, because I, I like his channel. I, I just always forget to keep checking back. I don't know. There's something about him. I, he's funny. I don't know. There's something about He's just a, he's an entertaining guy on camera. And, and him, and I, I watch a lot of Herman Lee. Yeah. Um, which is just the Dragon Force channel. Right. But, um, the Twitch channel just put on YouTube. Just because YouTube just throws him in my face. I'm yeah. like, all right, I'll click on it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, know, your, uh, they know what you want to watch. Yeah. Their, your algorithm. The algerism, yeah. Um, the uh, yeah. I was gonna say I can't remember what I was gonna say. The um, there's something I've been watching on YouTube, but I mean I watch a lot of non-metal stuff. Yeah, me so, too. Yeah, so it's very interesting. But I've been I've been really into these guys. It's just I've been watching every episode, and it's just it's just really cool that I like. Oh, I've caught a b- couple bands that I've missed out on. Like there's this one band called Horizon Ignited. Look at yeah. the segue here <laughs> that I discovered actually through their through their YouTube channel, but uh, you brought it to the table tonight. Yeah, and I listened to this a little bit more this past couple of days, and we're listening to it in the car today. And we were trying to like, just, me and my wife were trying to figure out who, who is it sound like the most. It's like I was like, it was definitely in flames. Is that 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 Gothenburg Swedish? Yeah you know, mellow death sound to it. But there's elements I'm like, you know what that sounds like? It sounds like Fate's Warning. So there's a lot of progressive stuff in this band. Yeah, no, I I hear, I see what you mean. I was thinking it was like, oh, like In Flames, because I was thinking that exact same thing. I was like, this reminds me of In Flames and something else. And I thought Paradise Lost, and then I thought, oh, maybe Anathema. 
but yeah, I could see I could see that '90s Peaceville yeah, yeah, era that, style. That sound, that specific era of that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I I need to give these guys way way more listens because uh uh this is something that's probably be higher on my list if I listen to it more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's on Nuclear Blast. Um, it came out in July. So Finnish band too. They don't really sound like a Finnish band. You know, you don't really hear that no, combination of sounds from Finnish bands, but it's interesting that they're... It's very very Swedish sounding. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. But if you like any of those bands that we mentioned, um, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, definitely probably up your alley. So the song, which, what song did you pick? Reveries. Yeah. It might be the song that actually has like those fate warning elements in it. Yeah. It does, for sure. All right, so uh, we'll let you guys uh, make up your own mind on this one. Um, I think after we get back from this next set of music, there's some other bands that we would like to discuss that we're not playing that might be in our rotation right now. Um, one of my other ones is a is a death band, uh, like a a melodic death doom band uh, that's been really good for me. But let's check out uh, Horizon Ignited. Uh, this, what tracks you pick? Reveries. Reveries. From which album? Towards the Dying Land.
welcome back to the show, my friends. Um, Abyssic, man. Holy crap. Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, expansive sound. So this is this is taking two of my favorite elements, my genres. Um, I, I hate to call it doom death. This is it's they're definitely more funeral doomy. Yeah, but with immense heavy symphonic elements. Yeah. Think like what like, like Dimmu Borgir did like their symphonic elements that type of deal. Um, I fucking love this Abyssic album. Um, the album is called Brought Forth in Iniquity. It's only five tracks, but it's like 50 minutes. So there's right. some long songs on here. Like the last track is like almost 20 minutes long. Wow. Um, Osmos Productions, um, it, they have a really distinctive character to them. Uh, really gargled black metal vocals. Um, but it's it's that yin and yang, the, the juxtaposition of... Their song, the slow funeral, blackened doom, with that, that immense, like emotional, like symphonic elements to it. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah, no, they 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 definitely have a uh, contrast happening in their sound. Yeah, they actually made the funeral doom aspect of it a little bit easier to handle. Because you don't typically typically like funeral doom right it's hard for me to get into it there is there are funeral doom things i can get into but yeah. it's hard it's rare yeah. yeah i it's it's been one of my go-to genres recently i used to not like slow funeral doom yeah. but there's something about it i finally like caught on to like the emotion the cal the motion the motions of it the technicality the the slowness of it the 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 brutal fucking Feel in your gut vocals, um, just all of that. I know Josh Rundquist is a big fan of of this genre too, and he's yeah. turned me on to some stuff too. So appreciate that for sure. But yeah, I, there's been a great year for Funeral Doom this year as well. Um, this Abyssic Dream Unending is it considered that? Um, uh, there's a bunch of like Monument, Morning by Morning. There's a bunch of different bands that uh, some might even be on my top albums. That's all I can. That's all I can say. Spoiler. So, what did you think of the basic? No, I mean, I, I, it was interesting enough for me to want to listen to the entire album. Okay. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. Because typically, like, like, like we mentioned, this is typically not your 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 style. Right. Very cool. Yeah, very cool album cover. Very hand painted. Doesn't even really have their logo and shit on it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> it's weird, right? Yeah. Bunch of demons, uh, like. It's really cool. Um, yeah, check this out. They're on Osmos Productions. If you like any of the style that we talked about, uh, it might be one, one of the things you're, you'd be really into this band. Um, before that, with Horizon Ignited, tell me more about them. Uh, I mean, I, I genuinely don't know much about them. They're just they're a new band to me. I think um, the, the, the fact they have some kind of semi-major metal label push behind them you know, I think they're going to be a name that people are going to be hearing about. Nuclear Blast, they're on, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Um, Finish. I mean, come on. You can't go wrong there. The one thing I was thinking about when I was listening to it again last night was that I was like, this is more of what I wanted the Halo effect to sound like. I like the Halo effect album. No, I, it's not that I dislike that album. It's just that I was kind of let down by it a little bit, by expectations of what it... Okay. 
Yeah, I wanted more of that Gothenburg sound, and this album kind of delivers that Gothenburg that, sound. There's a band that I want to talk about later, but we can talk about it right now, The Moonshade. Uh, as we set the skies ablaze, if you're looking for a band, have you heard it yet? Yeah, I was listening to that, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that that exact Gothenburg, uh, you know, more more Omnium Gatherum That's style. Was, yeah. yeah, but, um, and we were listening to it the other night, and... There's elements of uh, where I was like, I was trying to pinpoint what it was, and I, you know, and I was like, you know what it is? I, was, I told my wife, I was like, it's scar symmetry. There's elements of scar symmetry. It's his vocals, huh. some of the musicality. I'm like, okay, yeah. So there's so much good shit right now. That's what that's the hard part. Yeah, these late year releases are not helping. No. Um, speaking of, let's talk about some other releases as we're talking about late year releases. I wanted to mention a couple other bands. I mentioned Dream Unending a few minutes ago, but um, this is really, really uh, psychedelic, spacey Funeral Doom. Um, it's like five tracks, but there's a couple tracks that is just is just sort of like soundscapes, you know what I mean? With some guitar stuff here and there, but it's not overly... I wish there was more music on this album. That's my only complaint. Um, I want to talk about an abstract illusion. I've seen this on many, many people's top album list. Um, and we sort of talked about it before. But for me, yeah. it's not a perfect album. It's a great album. It's a good album, not a great album. A lot of, if you're into like early, mid 2000s uh, progressive death metal, like Opus Deliverance, that right, type of yeah, stuff, yeah. you'd really be into this. My only complaint for me is the production on it. The drums are, they're, I hate to say Lars Metallica territory sometimes, but I'm not a fan of the drum sound. And um, it, it, the drums are just way too high in the mix. Almost like a metalcore band sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah, there is a weird unevenness to the way they produce this album that is it's noticeable. Because metalcore is like, oh, the drums have like this electronic element yeah. to them, even though the, I don't think it's really. It might be triggered. I'm, I don't really know, but it's the production style on it. It could it could have taken this to such a high level. Yeah, I listened to this album a lot because I thought it was interesting. I couldn't yeah. figure out if I liked it or if I was critical of it. I, I'm still not exactly sure. Right? There's good tracks on it for sure. Mm, yeah. Um, another band that's sort of like that in that genre is the, the new Kardashev, uh, Liminal Right is the album. Um, yeah, I like that. It's a great album. I, I enjoy that album actually. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's super, the juxtapositions on that album are, are great as well because it'll be like just super fucking fast black metal. And then it just on a, on a, it just stops on a, on a dime and right. it's just like, you know, beautiful, like, progressive style with, like, clean vocals and shit. They do it really well, and um, I, I got to give them credit. I need – it's album I really need to sit with more to know where it fits onto my, my albums of the year. Yeah. Um, another band that just got brought to my attention by, by Christian was this band, Tim Far – Tim Far. It's T-Y-R-M-F-A-R. Hard to say, but uh, – High quality, um, I almost said high quality H2O. Um, nobody, do you get that reference? <laughs> no, um, from the water boy, but yeah, um, I, re I really dig these guys too. The album 
It's called Dialect, Dialectic of Ego and the Unconsciousness. Um, I, very melodic black metal. Um, I made a comparison to Brim, Bremier earlier, but mm, yeah. without with totally different vocal styles. Hmm. Okay. Um, it's black. It's thrashy. It's blackened. Uh, there's a little bit of power metal, power metal elements a little bit. Um, really good stuff. Um, I would. I, I need to sit with this album a little bit more too. Um, I got recommended by Justin. He's like, "Have you checked out the new Soul Drainer album?" So I checked it out yesterday, and Soul Drainer is fucking complete hypocrisy worship, huh. and not in a bad way. Right. Um, so if you like hypocrisy in that style of uh, modern death metal, I think you would actually like this new Soul Drainer album. Um, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, you know my my biggest complaint about Metallum. If you misspell something, it doesn't know what you're trying to do. It's very unforgiving, yeah. <laughs> very unforgiving. Uh, they, so, Soul Drainer, this is their fourth full length. They've been around since 1999. Um, wow. From Sweden, actually. So, yeah. the black. Oh, they're on Black Lion Records. You know, that's why I probably like it. Yeah. Their new album is called Departure, and it just came out uh, two days ago as, as a recording. Very late in the year release, you know. But digging it, though. Uh, I want to mention this band. I don't think you liked them. The new Vanguard. Yeah, it it didn't. I don't know. Maybe I need to give it some more listens, but it didn't really. I think you're me. listening to it in a different. Um, you have to go with different expectations on that album. Think about it as like '90s metal style, like late '90s progressive metal. Not progressive, but like bands that were trying new things. You know yeah. what I mean? Um. I, I think you might actually like the album if you go in into it with a different mindset. I did the first time. I'm like, oh, this is actually really good. I just had it on a playlist, and I'm like, oh, I had no idea who they were. You know what I mean? I'm trying to pull that information out of them, but um, do you want to talk about the? Uh, I'm going to pull up this information on the band. Do you want to talk about that Embryon <laughs> Dawn album? So, I mean, in Barry and Dawn, if you pay attention to their last two albums, um, they have really showed a heavy ABBA influence in their original material. Some of their songs, and, and I'll give credit to that keyboardist uh, in the band, um, Tuoma Something Something. He has that kind of knack of writing those ABBA-esque melodies. And I'm not saying he's ABBA ta- talent here, but... It was inevitable that that guy who worships ABBA so much and the vocalist Capri, she's a she used to be in an ABBA cover band, um, that they would eventually come to this conclusion that wait we just need to do an ABBA covers <laughs> album, right? And they really the track listing so good. I mean it's they have some stuff in there that I probably would have chosen to pick other songs for, but nitpicking aside, I thought it was a really inspired collection of just fun ABBA covers, and it's a band who worships ABBA doing ABBA covers. You know it's going to be good, and they're and they're talented too. So I mean, uh, it's yeah. I mean, people who are into anything remotely melodic power metal might find some enjoyment out of that. Yeah, and I'm not the biggest ABBA fan. I know you are a much bigger fan than me. Yeah. Um, and there's certain tracks, of course, everybody knows, but there was a lot of deep cuts on this album, which on this cover yeah. version of cover album i didn't know yeah and i appreciated that that it's and, sort of and their metallic and reinterpretation was really tasteful too you know mm. yeah ambarian dawn i mean they've they've made a name for themselves they're not huge yet but yeah. i mean they were in like rock band for a while or guitar hero one of the two yeah. can't remember but 
so they have a name for themselves, which is sort of cool. Uh, yeah, so the the band Vanguard, the album is The Power That You Hold. They're from San Diego. They just say they're a metal band. It's a uh, yeah, it's just it's very interesting, just heavy metal. You know what I mean? I have to. I'll, I'm gonna go back and listen to it. Yeah, let me know. I would. I'd be interested to see if you go back to it if it does change your mindset. But I do want to mention. Uh, we talked about '80s music earlier. The new Tears for Fears and the new Simple Minds album are both really good. Huh. All right. Yeah, I was like, wow. Okay. It's uh, is '80s of night all over again, man. Nice. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, are there any other bands you wanted to mention? Oh, I wanted to mention the Van and Vanana Deer. V-A-N-A-N-I-D-R. Close enough. Yeah. Um, I like these guys, too. Um, modern uh, black metal. Um, I can't remember which label they're on. They're probably, if I like them, they're probably on Black Line, right? Yeah. Uh, God, see, there's it's so unforgiving when you can't spell a band. Banana Deer. <laughs> Banana Deer. I, I was like Vanin Vanadir Vanadir. Um, albums that I, I mean I didn't I didn't so the new Florence and the Machine album I like that a lot. It's not metal obviously. But, no, but I really have enjoyed the that one. I thought I think it's actually their, one of their strongest complete albums. Um, and what else have I been? I've not been listening to. I was listening to a lot of Nightwish because. Imaginarium because the the metal exchange recently covered yeah. that on a new episode. They did. I listened to that, and I was and they they got me just wanting to hear it again. And I was just and I remember just going, oh, just yeah, I'll just listen to this for like a couple of days because I love this album and I I missed listening to it. It was such a great episode of that show. Yeah, um, good friends of the show now. <laughs> yeah. um, I play the Monkeys Hurdle with Chris daily now. <laughs> oh yeah, we try to. See who can uh, figure out the song quicker, you know. Uh, it went away for a while. It was gone for a couple of weeks, but it's come back, so we're happy about that. <laughs> we, we can talk about the monkeys in metal. It's it's cool. Uh, but yeah, Van and Banana Deer, uh, Beneath the Mold. It's right. It's on Black Line Records. It's uh, Melodic Black and Death Metal. Pretty good stuff. Um, I think that's, that's it. Um, I'm working diligently trying to make my top albums. I know you are. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, we want to play one more band tonight, right? Yes, we do. You want to talk about these guys? Because I, I sort of brought it to the to your attention, and then we have both sort of realized who the fuck they were. Well, Legions of the Night is this band um, that is, uh, when I first heard them, I was like, man, this band reminds me of someone. Or some some other band, and then I was just thinking, I was like, oh, they kind of remind me of Dawn of Destiny. I was like, why is that? So I went and looked at Metallum, and sure enough, Mr. Jens Faber, uh, mastermind of Dawn of Destiny, is also the mastermind here in Legions of the Night. And we just a couple minutes ago, we just realized that Henning Boss is the uh, yes the lead vocalist on this, and I was just like, man, this singer is really good. Who is he? Oh. It's, it's Henning. You know, <laughs> yeah. listening to it, I'm like, there's elements of he's he's definitely pulling like John Oliva. You know, yeah. that 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 deepened uh that scratchy vocal style he's always had that kind of side he has voice. especially in um it, it was kind of in firewind he was more smooth but yeah in other stuff that he's done he has always had metallium yeah uh even some of the stuff he did in mayan i love mayan's a definitely underrated band yeah um featuring members from epica 
um, his vo- voice here is really suited to like what he's best at, you know. Yeah. And and yet, and the thing is, the songs on this album are so similar to the characteristics of those Dawn of Destiny. I mean, Dawn of Destiny released a great album earlier this year. That I have you, not heard that actually. And um, that's a nominee. Who's of, the vocalist of that? That's Jeanette Scherf. But but Jens Faber does like the kind of co-lead vocals on that too. Okay. Where he's like he does a like counterpoint to her. Yeah, and I love her as a singer. So I mean, I, I think I'm just a Jens Faber fan because this guy yeah, writes songs like that I'm really into. So I uh, another band, uh, Fallen Sanctuary, the vocalist right. of that band um, is also the vocalist of War Kings and, and they, Serenity and Serenity. Who Serenity just put a live album out, yeah. but War Kings, um, the the Morgana album that came out this year. Yeah, I fucking love that album. I'm not wild on War Kings. I think that he's... It's a shtick. It's a shtick. But I'm okay with that. But I like him. I like him as a vocalist. So um, I think my... You know, my, my, um, what's his name? Marco is the guitarist in that band. Mm-hmm. Or the, the songwriter, the co-songwriter. So I think that... Um, and he's in Temperance. He's the, one of the main guys in Temperance. Right. So that combination was really good. It that following, it, it was it, it was kind of an album that delivered exactly what you expected it would deliver and didn't really challenge you in a way so i on one hand i liked it but it was also kind of um meh at the yeah. same time i feel you uh so legion of the night um i discovered these these guys because uh the main guy that does prog power posted um his list on ultimatemetal.com and i was like oh so and he, and he compared them directly to sabotage i'm like if, i'm like oh yeah so I immediately started listening to him. I'm like, okay, I definitely hear Sabotage all over this album. And then you mentioned Donna Destiny, that style. I'm like, yeah. the the choruses are definitely that style. And they even do the When the Crowds Are Gone cover at the end. Yeah. Well, like, you know, in, in the 2014 Donna Destiny album, they had Mr. John Oliva on, um, oh, really? on that album. Yeah. Guess I didn't know that. Album, yeah. And on the first Legion of the Night, they did a cover of Siren. So Nice. Guy's a, a sabotage yeah, fanboy, and it shows. Yeah. Uh, it shows for sure. Yeah, that's one band. I'm like, I've talked about bands that I want to collect vinyl for. I would love to collect the sabotage stuff. Oh, they've that, remastered, yeah. re-released it all, but it's so expensive. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, if I would have ordered sabotage, maybe I wouldn't have got Jim Croce. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're gonna get into our last track of the evening. This is the the, the song is called "Save Us" from Legions of the Night. Uh, from the album Hell. But before that, uh, thank you guys for checking out our, our latest episode. Uh, if you want to find out more about us, um, visit msrcast.com or metalgeeks.net. Uh, that, there you can download the shows. Um, you can also go to Spotify and Apple Music and all those places and uh, download both of our shows, MSRCast and Metal Geeks. Uh, we're on social media at MSRCast as well as a sister show at Metal Geeks. Uh, you're on Facebook. Come to join the Metal Geek Society, where we talk about all kinds of geeky shit and lots of heavy metal discussions and memes and just stupid shit sometimes. But it's a lot of fun there. Um, and I think that's it. Yep. Am I forgetting anything there? No. Nope. What about you, sir? Uh, TheMetalPigeon.com. And uh, expect my list to go up pretty soon. Well, at least the songs list. The album's list might take a little longer. Um, but uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at the Metal Pigeon. All right. Well, uh, as always, one last thing we have to say. Keep it metal. And keep it Legions of the Night. There you go.
Zoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal.